What is your definition of happiness? Mr. Philosophy Boy. <laughs> I don't think happiness is like an emotional state that you like just reach. For me, I felt like happiness has been just individual moments, like really small, quick moments in my life. Difficult times last a lot longer than happier times, but it's about those those longer times making that those small moments of happiness worth it. So I'd say moments of happiness are just like small moments that you can't predict or will, but they're just there. What do you do, Vic? Um, so basically, I am a philosophy student at UCL. Um, I live in Angel now. I moved like two weeks ago. Yeah. I, uh, I met Imran, when did we meet? Like two months ago? Yeah, not long ago. I lured you in with a free right. shot, which so, yeah. I told you last oh, wow. about. But you seem to put it in a different perspective. You know, you know I told my mum how I met Imran, and she was like, like Viva, who, what's going on? Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, you're a random man outside of a shot. Well, outside of a bar, just offers you random shots. And then <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. fair. It's, it's um, an understandable reason why to, you know, yeah, be, to be fair, be the way I told her was like, I was walking home in the evening and this guy outside this bar offered me <laughs> and invited me in. And she was like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? That, that's why I've been called home. In. That sounds yeah, like Imran. That sounds, yeah, that like sounds a bit of Imran. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> the conversation of him coming to the podcast actually came from, through a, a drunken spew of words. Because we went out the other week and my God, did I get smashed. Basically, really? Imran was trying to get me smashed. Yeah, that was my I, I ended up getting Imran smashed. You didn't uh, end up getting me smashed. I think I got myself. Oh, yeah. On yeah. my own detriment. I just bought way too many drinks and then went to way too many places. You, you just tied the wall. Yeah, yeah, Imran, you're training for a half marathon, I remember. I know, I know. Yeah, this is a bit interesting. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's not like this happens all the time. I mean, that was like a month ago or so. He got to practice that finish line collapse, though. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, finish. In any case, you're a philosophy student at UCL. What else? What other interesting yeah. things there are about you? I like to like write. Recently, I've been writing a bit of like poetry and stuff like that, putting it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do I like music I like films I'm trying to get into that as well so I'm writing a short film now um, no, to be honest just... I'm just trying to focus on following through because I want to like get better at following through with projects I start at um, you do have a fair few on the go which yeah yeah but for me yeah for me it's like once I have something done I'll like and I, I think you know that'll be for me like confirmation that I can keep keep doing yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like um, a lot of people have like a lot of ideas about stuff they want to do. Oh, of course, uh, hundreds every day. Yeah. Exactly, and like start them, and like going through to the end is something I haven't been able to do all the time. Mm. I, I get like that. that. The, there's loads of dreams and there's loads of things that we do on a daily basis that we never really get to finish. There's right, that sense of like, can we? Uh, to be fair, I question myself sometimes whenever I start something. Like, can I? Can I really follow through with it? Because there's been so many occasions where I just haven't. Right, same as me. To be fair, same with me. Same with all yeah, of us, you, I think. <laughs> yeah, you, you like you feel this passion towards something in a drive, and eventually, when you get like halfway through, you're like, I can't be asked. Mm, this really yes. something that I want to do, and then you just either stop or keep on going. I'm well, glad that you've chosen to keep on going. I feel like you have to find something that you're actually interested in. So maybe, obviously, with this whole like poetry and video and the music, maybe that's something that will actually hook you this time. Because yeah, what was yeah. what was the other things that you tried to commit to, but you just couldn't? What I would do usually is like set like a huge goal for myself. So 
um, when I was a lot younger, I, we had this project to do for school and it was going to be like a 3000 word essay, which for me at the time was like ridiculous. And I wanted to do like a big video for it instead. And over that time was just me thinking, how am I going to get started with the video? How am I going to do it until like three days before, at which point I was just like, okay, I guess I have to write the essay now. Mm. And, um, and I think that like, you have like big ideas in your head and you can like sometimes put so much pressure on yourself to execute something big that you don't start and like take the first step. Mm. And that is as hard as that first step though. Like just, just taking it. It's, it's the most nerve wracking bit when you find your momentum. If you do, yeah. it tends to, it tends to really, really pick up. Were you in a secondary school when someone gave you like a 3,000 word essay? Cause I never got 3,000 yeah. word essays. Did yeah. You guys? I, was like, I was like 16, I think. Six. Oh, wow. <laughs> nah, <nothing laughs> there like is that. no way I was doing 3k words, then no chance. <laughs> I barely did my homework in a, a usual <laughs> week. Like, if it was like a hundred words, I still wouldn't do it. Like, <laughs> I hate it homework. I hate the, the concept of homework. I don't want to take my work back home with me. It's just not not, my, <laughs> no. not a fan. I'd brick it until the day before, then wake up at like 3:30 in the morning and just and just like try desperately to finish it and i hand it in and they'd be like why like why are these four words strung together like what are you doing mm-hmm. i would do the exact opposite i would just stay up the whole i would wait until the day before before it was due and then i would stay up until like 6 7 a.m just writing it all and then hand it in at the at the due date but the next day i would just be oh. dead i would be so shattered <laughs> to be fair there was there was one time that um i think it was not 2019 where I come back from a flight from Bangladesh. I knew that there was an assignment due, so I didn't go to sleep on the plane or go to sleep anywhere. So I got 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 back to London, went straight to the library because my libraries are 24 hours. Had so many Red Bull cans, and then eventually got to hand in my my paper uh, after several hours of procrastinating. And then afterwards, I had to uh, a couple of mates invited me out, but in total, I was I was awake for about 45 hours. Just constantly Jesus. at that point. And see, at that point, like I don't know whether you guys have ever t- like dabbled in sleep deprivation, but um, <laughs> you start seeing shit just like slightly, and yeah, you stop yeah, yeah, zoning yeah. completely. <laughs> yeah. out. Like, it's it's not great. Um, no, sleep is good, mate. You shouldn't be doing that. that is not oh, healthy. really? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> yo, 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 as a friend, <laughs> do an intervention here. Yeah. You need to. Yeah. Sleep. You need to get some oh, yeah. get some sleep yeah. and uh, hydrate. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, talk to us about music then. So, what's your interest in music? So, I think the first artist I ever like properly loved was like Eminem back in the day, when I was like 11, 12. Mm. And um, I I look back on some of the stuff that guy was saying, and I'm like, I was I must have been like a weird 12 year old kid. <laughs> um fair, we don't really always like the lyrics of some shit you don't listen to until you listen to it all when you're older and you realize what it was right 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 you can relate to it a lot more when you're older as well can't yeah. you like when you understand it when you're 12 13 14 you don't really know what they're talking about yeah, yeah. this is a sick song wow this is cool <laughs> i remember thinking like vicodin what what's what's that like <laughs> i just i keep bringing this stuff up like so i i, I started by getting like into rap i always liked rap so then i got really into like Kendrick Lamar, like Kanye. And then as I like grew older, my taste kind of, I guess, expanded kind of. Um, and so now I'm listening to like a lot, of, a lot of female musicians, actually. I think there's a lot of really cool, like female British artists right now. 
you get through these stages of like music where you just sort of can't love fall in and out of love with, with music that's me personally yeah. but yeah i don't know about you lot but like when i listen to music it's always centered around how i feel yeah, yeah. like i relate my music taste to my mood so mm. if i'm feeling like really like hyper and i want to get ready for a, a really fast run or something a hype playlist is going on yeah like yeah. if i'm in a bath being really relaxing and stuff like that a nice chilled acoustic vibe's definitely going to go on so i think it really depends on like what your mood is yeah it yeah. is it is amazing i mean i get it occasionally yeah with the mood thing but it also i have songs that remind me of people like or instances or memories that I just whenever I really actually listen to music instead of sometimes I'll just put music on just as background noise. None of it will matter to me. I'm just sort of walking along doing my thing. But like occasionally I get music that that really does sort of remind me of a person or remind me of memories. It's always that really nice hit back to that time. Do you do a bit of producing on the side then? To... Yeah, yeah. So I, I do a bit of producing. I'm trying to get into working with artists now because I, I worked with an artist in a rapper in summer, and that that was really fun. Yeah. Funnily enough, that's Georgia, so strange. That's so strange. Georgia <laughs> happens to also <laughs> rap. Oh I'm yeah. So dabble into the old music. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a I'm a. I'm not going to use up and coming artists because that's so fucking fake. Like everyone says that. I, yeah, I've only just started, but yeah, I'm an artist. Nice, nice. Um, well, yeah, if I, I'm trying to work with anyone I can who's two raps or sings. So Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm down. Because Imran said that he gave you uh, my Instagram, but obviously you've taken yeah, away yeah, from yeah, Instagram. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. So, just... yeah. I'll yeah. take <laughs> but, but I'll uh, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I'll ask Imran to send this over text or send me some other details you have. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you some beats. Yeah. How did you get into producing? Uh, like, was it just a, a natural progression of loving music and then wanting to make your own? I started when I was like six, 15, 16. Okay. And I did it a bit then with a friend and then I kind mm. of fell, fell out of love with it. Um, mm. I, I have this thing with with kind of generally with all creative stuff that I do is... I'll start it and then I'll be like, within 10 minutes, I'll be like, you know what, you're just not good enough. Mm. And I'll have this like mental crash and just not want to do it anymore. So uh, I, I remember having that a lot. And so I just didn't touch it. And then maybe like last year, I started getting back into it. And I, I was like trying to break that block down. Um, and so I've started actually making like beats properly. Um, but yeah, it came from like a, a, a love of music. It came from just the fun of making something as well. And more recently, it's like what's made it even more fun is the fun of just like collaborating with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, like even with writing, it's like a super just solid, like lonely thing. Um, and that can be good because it gives you time with your own thoughts. But, um, but like you sometimes want someone there to bounce ideas off. Mm. And when you're doing something like producing for an artist who's in the room with you, it's uh, it's just really fun because you're kind of just having fun with your friends, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also you have someone there to kind of, when you have that mental block to kind of push you on. I remember going to, a, we were, me and my flatmate, me Dylan, we went to a bunch of gigs in summer and like these, these were like s- smaller gigs. So there was one kind of bigger one we went to. And then one I went with another friend and it was a lot smaller. And um, it was just like, it was really freeing seeing these people 
like clearly just so lost in the moment and Ooh. i, I want to be a part of that like i want to be that like medium to give you that freedom you know mm. right now i'm just trying to have fun with it because i can get too much in my own head and yeah. be like and just and treat it like i'm supposed to become like this amazing producer when actually it's just a hobby right now that i just need to focus on having fun with right mm. kind of therapeutic as well because especially based on writing and rapping that's how i think about it too is like it is like a release of emotions as well like you said is it's all within here and then obviously like you said it's freedom like being yeah. able to actually go out there and actually talk what you are thinking which you've never spoke about before yeah. and that's the beauty of music and then obviously a lot of people actually relate to that same um situation and that's why people relate to music so much and it's also cool because i feel like when you like when you write something down or you you make something you you have it there and you're like i didn't know that about myself mm. like you kind of you write stuff down impulsively and you figure out stuff about yourself that you didn't know was there before so for example with the stuff i've been writing um i would i would write like a couple in a row and then realize oh wow i'm kind of I'm more insecure about something than i thought i was or i'm like i'm more like I'm, I'm more like closed off about things that i didn't that i didn't know i was or like my relationship with this person um has clearly affected the way i am now and it's like it's just cool because like these pieces of paper you've written on tell you something about yourself that you never had in your head I don't it's sort know. of a mirror isn't it it's sort yeah. of a mirror you're pretty much writing down stuff to look back on like Right, right. That, yeah, yeah. Helps you understand yourself a little like bit that. more. Yeah. I've I've really never thought about like I thought about it like that. That's really interesting. Really interesting perspective. It's kind of it's kind of like self discovery in a way. Yeah. Um, Is that the same thing you do with your your poetry as well? Do you use the words you write down in your poems to kind of discover yourself in in a way? It, it, it doesn't come it's not that's not like the aim but i find it's like it's something that just that just happens just happens yeah yeah because i feel like especially when you have as much time as like people had in lockdown um i i found myself a lot of time like my mind just going in all different directions and i felt like i didn't know like what kind of person i was mm -hmm. you spend that much time with yourself that you kind of go in circles hmm. And it's cool to have some kind of like profile in writing or or it's like kind of taking a video of yourself and then three years later coming back and watching the video and being like there i had that kind of hair i was that kind of person i remember the kind of person i was it's like a document mm. or like a photo yeah i think we can relate to that as well because obviously we started filming and recording and everything during the first lockdown itself yeah and we can look back on on that experience and go like this is the type of person we were back then and we were maybe insecure about certain things there how kind of things have changed and evolved over time is it's quite interesting to see and to actually do creating unironically is a really well-built skill i was gonna go. um ask george about her playwriting but then imran you just stole the show as they say <laughs> imran. imran said that you had like an idea for your um music like production because like you said you wanted to collaborate with as much art or as many artists as you can like i've said i'm i'm fully down if that's how it sets yeah. off that yeah. i'm fully down um so what was the sort of idea that you were going to do is it actually making music and releasing it or what was the so, sort of 
Yeah, the plan, the plan I had was basically I wanted to record something with an artist, whether it's like a freestyle or whether we make an actual song. Um, I wanted to film them performing it, kind of like Colours. You, you've seen the, the or, or like uh, Kenny Beats the Cave. They, um, they kind of just have videos of the artist performing. And then what I wanted to do was basically uh, do like a couple photos for them. Okay. Um, and that would come in like a package and... Well, I, I would put it on my page um, and they would get to use the photos and the, the video for whatever they want. That's cool. I like that. So the, the thing that I, which you might know, is, um, do you know someone called Fumes the Engineer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm sort of like seeing. Like, right. Like, it, it's it's, it's kind of like that. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. That's sick. I'm down. Especially with that sort of idea and just music in general is work with as many people as you can or even just for, like get to know as many people as you can in the same industry because yeah. you're all what's the, the beauty about it too is you're all coming together for one thing yeah to yeah. create and you know do you know what i mean and make music and it is a beautiful thing when you get into it right what what got you into um into rap like what what made you wanted to start rapping hmm um Actually, yeah what did want to make you start rapping <laughs> I want I wanted to tell my story through music. That's what yeah. I wanted to do. I feel like I've experienced a few things in my life which have sort of built who I am now. And I've I've wanted to release music to one tell people and maybe people can relate to it. So like that, the struggles, etc. that I've had and all the character building that I've done, potentially relate to it and help them get out of that sort of situation. Um, I also want to I want to make a banger. Like I want to make music where people come up to me and and give me that interaction that I've said, like, I really like this. This is so sick. And see it all over social media, see it all over the world. Like, what's the reason you actually wanted to make a banger, though? Like, I know you want to make a banger, but what's what's the reason behind it? Why do you want to make a banger? Hmm. I suppose it might be just to connect with people on a deeper level or just make them feel something. I mean, that's what art is mainly, just as, as a general point. Mm. to make someone evoke emotion to be recognized because when you have a banger you're recognized like people find out about you and they get to know you a bit more so it'd be more of like a uh, an eye opener so people can look into my life a bit more yeah. and of course I would like people to actually enjoy the music that I make too I'd like to release something and be like that was really good I'm really proud of that I put a lot of time into that and the the world and loads of people actually enjoyed it as well and it did the and it did the success and it did all of that do you know what I mean like that's yeah it yeah. was it's, yeah it's sort of an eye-opener so there's something really like just fun about being in like a crowd where everyone is going crazy to yeah you. it's like it's is it's just the most communal thing ever to me. Like I always felt like when when you're in like a huge crowd and everyone's going crazy, it's almost like a community where people where like if someone falls over, the other people will pick them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes. I guess now we could actually probably go into. You said you were doing a bit of a videography, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing like this short film, and it was based on a lot of the car journeys I used to have back home from clubbing, especially ones that I like seen people in relationships have or like I'd been there or I'd had those conversations myself and where kind of um both people are like a bit drunk and they they kind of bring up loads of uncomfortable stuff that happened in clubbing or has happened throughout the course of their relationship and it kind of drives them apart over this like car journey and that was what the idea of the film was it was just a conversation 
Um, so I've pretty much finished writing it and now I am like, redrafting and looking for actors to work in it. But yeah, that's oh, kind nice. of that's kind of what it is. I mean, what the the ideas the idea behind it was I wanted to pick something that was relatively easy to film, just a car journey. Um, that was like as dialogue based as possible because I wanted to see how well I could write just people speaking. And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, but the principle of the short story, does it come from a personal view? Like has something like this happened to you or is it an idea that you've just created yourself? It was, it was kind of, it, it's kind of the way I handle um, like close friendships and close relationships, part, partly of that, but it's also people I've seen in clubs as well. The, the kind of people I went to school with, the like clubs we go to were a lot of the same people who were going to them. And I went, I went to an all boys school and a lot of the, a lot of the guys that were very like, um, very proud and, and kind of confrontational and stuff like that. And I wanted to explore what would it be like for someone like that to react to a relationship and close friendships in the same way I do. So I found that in, um, in like close friendships, um, relationships, I can be like kind of possessive and kind of, you know, and, and a bit, um, a bit too, I guess, just intense. Um, and I wanted to kind of like think, like explore that about myself, but also like project it on someone who is not like me as well. So again, it goes back to that whole idea of like figuring out like what kind of person am I? And I think in the future, I want to move away from that. Like I want to stop going in and like figuring out who I am and just make stuff that's fun. Hmm. Um, that's fair. For me now, that is kind of fun. Is there any one particular thing, project or other, that you feel like you could be doing for the next five to ten years? Just like one that you think, okay, um, this is gonna stick with me in one sense or another. I see. I don't know. I'm just trying to have fun with all of them and like not, not pressure myself to like stick to one because mm. I would rather try these things, figure out it's not for me, and do something like normal. Or, or like do something kind of more conventional than be like, I have to be great at any of these things, kind of pressure myself into just not wanting to do anything and kind of just giving up. Even if you don't say, for example, you don't achieve this one thing, one, you've already known that you've like gave it a good go, which is one of the, and like we, we spoke about the first step is the hardest step to do, but it's probably the biggest step you'll ever make. And two, you would have proven to yourself that you've committed some, to something. Shit went, like, shit didn't go the way you wanted it to do, but you still committed to it, still, like, yeah. done it. So that's another growth, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to get an achievement from something, I think, personally. It's like, do you, you know, um, you know, on, like, the internet now, especially social media, is like, this kind of grind culture where people are like, you, you should focus on something, dedicate your life to it, become great at it, earn a lot of money and stuff like that. Um, I was kind of in that like mind space. I need to work really hard at this one thing. And that ended up being really unhealthy for me. Um, and so for me, it was just like, forget about all that. Forget about, you know, first you have to find something you enjoy to kind of grind out before you just try and grind at something just randomly. Um, so I'm trying to, trying to do that now um but yeah i, I think I, I also want to say like this this is specifically for me 
So there are people who like this approach wouldn't work because because I have like a I have a tendency to get pretty anxious if I focus too hard on something, um, and like make and like obsess over it. So for me, I recognize it's healthier for me to not be as obsessed with something and have a healthier relationship with it. But there are people who that obsession like really helps and really drives forward. And so I think it's like a very individual thing when we talk about like motivation or focus or drive. An observation I've made of you is that you're very, very self-aware. Um, what makes you so self-aware about yourself, knowing that certain things like potentially a grind culture of something you may be not so passionate about, you don't want to do? Like what, what's given you the tools to go like, I'm going to focus on this instead of something else probably a really wordy dirty way of asking that question but you know since I was pretty young I felt stuff like really kind of intensely and whether and like sometimes that would help me in terms of like I, I can be like really like loving towards people but another times it could like have the opposite effect and I could be really just I could just feel really kind of bad ways towards people and it was like really intense and I think they were so like there that I had to recognize them and like learn how to, I guess, like rein them in when I needed to. And also my parents, like they, they kind of spoke to me a lot about what I was, why, why I feel and like the kind of person I am. And I think that's the awareness from them that you get. That's to answer the kind of self-awareness part. But in terms of why I want to focus on one thing and not the other, I think it's just feeling like, I think it's just, I can't really explain it. I think when I, when I started writing, I was like, yeah, I just have like, I, no, actually it was for, it, it, it was, um, I just wanted to share it with my friends. I wanted to be like, hey, this is something really cool I wrote. Do you want to read it? And then they were like, this is great. You should share this with more people. Um, and so like why I focus on some things, partly because of like friendships and how it like helps that and improves that. Um, but also it's just like, I guess, random feeling. To be honest, people like Imran were, because um, Imran is like a very positive, supportive person, I've found. Oh, thank you. And I'm someone who like, who needs that. I, I can't, like, I struggle to have this internal, like, confidence in myself to do stuff hmm. or to put stuff out there and share it with people. And there came a point a couple of weeks ago where, like, two or three people were like to me, no, you can do it and you should share this with people. And that's what gave me the kind of, motivation to to do it and and before when I was younger I didn't always have that now is the first time I've been around people who are like you should go do this because you are good at it and you can do it and that's been really important I think it definitely helps having those kind of people around you if you've got someone who like yourself and I'd say like all of us in this call who want to challenge ourselves to new levels and push ourselves to new limits then it's really good to have those people around you who can challenge you and and say like go on you can do this because hmm. that kind of it gives you that little bit more belief inside you if someone who's really close to you as a friend is saying no you can do this yeah that self-doubt that you've got inside of you will then go oh do you know what okay I can do it right and then that might push you to do even more going forward you don't realize how important it is to have good people around you until you actually do have them facts because like, mm. I I I didn't have the best people around when I was younger and that's no one's fault. It's just kind of how it ended up happening. But they, back then I was like, this is just how like it is. And then when I came to university and, you know, 
people around you are more uplifting mm. you realize like, well, like this is it like mm. you know? yeah when did you start uh, sort of realizing that you need those people around you because i'm pretty sure i started realizing you know when there's that crucial point between like grades or between uh, GCSEs or A-levels where you leave a school and you realize oh I'm not actually going to see these people unless I pick them out myself yeah. and like make the effort like as soon as you leave GCSEs like there's like 350 people in my year group I, I'm not going to be staying in touch with all of them which ones do I want to pick and then see you just cherry pick them which is where these two fuckers come from <laughs> um, but yeah it, it is really important to realize that you need those loving and supporting people around you. Otherwise, I mean, you might have the most self-belief in the world, but everyone has self-doubt occasionally. It happens to the best of us and you can't really escape it. Sometimes, that that but... voice is usually a lot louder as well. The self-doubt voice is usually a lot louder than yeah, your yeah. self-belief voice. Mm. Exactly. But if you've got someone that you trust next to you and that you very much value their opinion saying, no, you can do this. It makes that voice go a little bit quieter. Absolutely. And maybe it gives you some clarity to what you want to do. It's sort of like an outsider's perspective to you and what they think. You might be like you said, self-doubting, but then someone outside would be like, no, no, like you, obviously you both said you can hundred percent do that. Well, that's all you need sometimes. And then from there on, you never need that same advice again. It's crazy. It's crazy how the mind yeah. and body works. Yeah. It's um yeah, for for me, I think it was like I just finished school and I remember how like how bad I felt at that point. Like it, it, it kind of become a situation where I was going into university, I just finished school and I just felt like so bad about myself. Like I, I didn't think I could really do anything. And um, I remember my English teacher, like he, he spoke to my parents, like at one of the, at one of the, the like leaving days. And he was like to them, like, don't tell Vivek any of this, but I think he's like a really talented kind of and I think he can do like a lot of good in the future like and when I heard that it was I realized how much I needed that from people mm. you know because that lifted me up so much at like a point where I just didn't feel like I could do much. um but and that's what like uni has become and and yeah so that's that's been pretty cool to have how are you finding your university how is philosophy as a degree? Because, I mean, we all think, mate, you're not special. How can you do a psychology degree and say that? <laughs> no, we all think, mate. <laughs> we all think, mate. Um, but yeah, how is the philosophy degree? Something I've been, you know, like known, I, I found interesting about philosophy is um, a lot of people use philosophy to, like, improve their lives or mm. they try and apply it to their own life and i found that the philosophy that's impacted me the most is depends on who said it not what's been said okay so i i feel like philosophy can be um as much as someone around you giving you some advice connecting back to what we were saying before mm. um and when philosophy is written by someone who is like hundreds of thousands like thousands of years old and they have written their perspectives on life on how to live it's a lot more difficult to connect with that what is the most mind-numbingly confusing question that you've ever had within the philosophy your philosophy degree i've, I've searched up a couple in case you can't think of one <laughs> oh, uh, just in case <laughs> <laughs> but uh in any case what are you going give us <laughs> mind-numbingly confusing question 
Um, a mind-numbingly confusing question, which I'm get yeah, one that you will just spiral into a hole with. Um, a lot of like debates basically end with, well, nothing really is real. No one can prove that anything is completely real, and so you are just one mind existing in the world, and nothing around you is real. Um, I yeah, no, I would. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna space out after that. One. Not listening to the rest of that. That's fucked. <laughs> Read out the ones that you searched up in, man. The questions. Uh, why yeah. is there something rather than nothing? Huh? Why? Then why is there just something rather than nothing? Why? Uh, why do we have to be as we are? Oh, you, you want me to answer that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a philosophy major. Oh. Uh, riddle me this <laughs> um why is that something rather than nothing mate yeah like there's no way i can answer that <laughs> what the hell well i think in any case we we've gone through a whole host of topics and talked about pretty much everything and everything and everything and anything to do with people though. one last question before we sign off uh where do you imagine yourself in five to in five years time i want to be like, I won't say what I want to be doing professionally because I have no idea. Yeah, that's fair. I would want to be more in control of kind of the... I, I want to be more kind of zen, you know? You more want to be more zen. I want to be more in the moment. I want to like things. I want to be able to enjoy moments without worrying about the past or the future. I, I guess more emotionally mature. Um, okay. But... Professionally, I'd want to be successful at something. Yeah, fair. Um, but I think just because I, I think hap- I think happiness is like it's so non-dependent on it's so non-dependent on what kind of situation you are outside. Um, or actually, it is dependent on the situation you are outside. Like you're obviously going to be happier if you have you know money to use. But I think that a lot of what happiness is is just what you have around you. And I figure if I'm like super successful and I haven't learned to appreciate what I actually have, then I'm going to be unhappy then. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Side question. What is your definition of happiness? Mr. Philosophy boy. I don't think happiness is like an emotional state that you like just reach. For me, I felt like happiness has been just individual moments, like really small, quick moments in my life. Difficult times last a lot longer than happier times, but it's about those those longer times making that those small moments of happiness worth it. So I'd say moments of happiness are just like small moments that you can't predict or will, but they're just there. So some of the happiest moments I've had have been like like walking in a park one day and it's just a nice day. And I don't know why I, I feel happy, but I just do. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that when people are like I want to become happy in the future, I think it's about making sure those moments become closer together and more like often than trying to reach this state, this like end goal, this paradise. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Everyone else is different, man. It's it's something that we we tend to ask our guests just regularly just in case they ever do come back to this episode do come back to the video and then want to see where they were at five years prior or how, however long um but in any case uh, i believe that is all the questions we have in any case it's been a pleasure having you um, thank you so much for having me guys 
fun. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And until <gasps> next you, week, we will see you later. Thanks, bye-bye. <laughs>